The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. everybody to another edition of MLB EFS Quick Hits. This is your Friday, August 18th edition, and it's time to get ready for the weekend. We have a 14-game slate today. Not, uh, well, not 15 because Wrigley's in play, wind blowing out if you're playing the full day. Bats in play, like I said yesterday, wind blowing out. Get your reds on. Cubs were chalky. Cubs did their thing as expected. Um, it, when, when the wind's blowing out as much as it was yesterday and potentially today, you get a Coors atmosphere. It's crazy there in Wrigley. Um, so keep an eye on that, but, uh, your weather for the 14 game main slate where we have some high priced pitching options and then a ton down below to, to talk about, you got, uh, some bad weather too. Angels at, at Orioles, um, maybe a late start there. You got some early rain and then it clears up St. Louis, Pittsburgh, wind blowing out to left at 11 miles an hour or more. So you got some. Something to look at there. Minnesota at the Mets um, in New York. 40% chances of rain off and on. So with keep an eye on that one. Maybe that breaks up come game time. Very humid there. So good hitting environment. Dodgers, Tigers, winds blowing out hard to left. Yankees, Boston. If these games aren't ready, already tough enough and long enough, it's very humid. So a good hitting environment. Wind blowing out to the monster in, in left field at 13 miles an hour. But there's rain chances of 65% or more. So that one looks like we could see a double header this week in between the arch rivals. Um, keep an eye on that one. Maybe, again, these storms, this is early in the morning. Storms could break up. White Sox at Rangers. You have James Shields versus Mr. Gascan. But he's pitched somehow like Houdini this year, Trashner. And it is going to be... 95 plus, little humidity, balls should be flying like yesterday. Hope you guys got your white socks in there. Um, Arizona, Minnesota, 15 to 20% chance of rain. Hopefully that's nothing. Cleveland, Kansas City, um, 45% chance of rain around first pitch. And then it, it dwindles down to about 15. Pretty humid there. And then Philadelphia, SF, your typical wind blowing out in San Francisco. And I keep telling you guys, it's the, the stadium is built for wind. Uh, if they're having a home run derby there, it's not usually because of the wind. Um, let's look at your totals. Toronto, Chicago, your day game. Obviously, we don't have a total because of the wind. Angels at Orioles, 10. And that's the, one of the ones that hopefully just a late start because we'd like to pick on some stuff there. Cardinals, Pirates, 8. Dodgers, Tigers, 10. Marlins, Mets, 9.5. Yankees, Red Sox, 9. Mariners, Rays, 9. Reds, Braves, 9.5. White Sox, Rangers in Texas, 11 and a half. Diamondbacks, Twins, 9. A's, Astros, 8 and a half. Indians, Royals, 8 and a half. Brewers, Rockies, 12. And Coors Field. Nationals, Padres, 7. Phillies, Gigantes, 8 and a half. So you can tell by those totals are all over the board. We do have some good pitchers, but you're going to have to pay. You're going to have to pay. And, you know, Darvish was a disaster the other night. But I heard somewhere... It was like it was the first time in his career he's had two Ks in a game. Um, he hasn't had four or fewer since like his second month or third month in baseball. So that was like the flukiest of fluky things ever. It was ridiculous. Um, so I, I would do it again. Nola, it happens. Finally had a bad start against. I told you the Giants find ways to do this. It's what the Giants do. I have no idea why they just find ways to do it, and then they'll face 
garbage. Like they'll face Zach Eflin tonight and they'll have get shut out through seven. He'll strike out like eight. There's weird. They're, they're hitting better the last month or so. It's just very, very odd. But enough of that. Let's get into your pitching and your high-priced arm tonight. And I will pay every penny of this because you can match them with some cheaper guys. But Max Scherzer is $14,100. I do not need to go too deep into this. He's facing the San Diego Padres. Padres strike out over 25% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Scherzer is striking out almost 36% of the batters he faces. Right-handed batters, he's striking out over 45%. The uh, Padres are going to throw out five, six, maybe even seven righties. you got like... Salarte, Asuyahe, Spankenberg. Those are the only lefties unless they throw Sanchez behind the dish that I can think of off the top of my head. It's going to be righty heavy, guys that strike out a ton. Mad Max, 16% swing rate, or swing strike rate. Padres team total is the lowest at 3.09. Lefties, 3.16. Righties, 192. Um, You know, Spankenberg might run into one, but Mad Max should strike out the world. He faced San Diego earlier this season, went eight and two-thirds, um, three hits, one earned, was a solo homer, two walks, 13 strikeouts. He was an out away from the complete game, still got you 43.9 points. He's averaging almost 30 points on the road. I'm paying 14100 for Max. It's one of those, if he gets hit, so be it. Next up, you got Corey Kluber at the Kansas City Royals, 13400 bucks. I was recording Bench with Bubba last night with Matt Modica, and we talked a little Starting pitchers and Kluber's name came up, and everybody just looks overlooks the guy. He is outstanding. He deserves to be in the conversation with Scherzer, Sale, and Kershaw. He is that good. Um, 27.6 is last start out, then 45, 44.4, 23.7, 41, 31.5, 21.7, 32.41.6, 38.8. There's a lot of 30 pluses in there in high 20s. This guy is legit. Facing a Royals team somehow in his division, he has not faced all year. Um, he's averaging 25 points on the road. We know he's a big, big K guy. He's fourth best on the barrel, fifth the last 30 days. Um, getting barrel 3.45% of the time, striking out over 39% of the batters he's facing, facing a Royals team striking out over 20% of the time. A 16.5% swinging strike rate is better than Mad Max. He's got a ground ball rate of 46.4. Hard contact's great. He'll give up a few home runs, just like Max, but they strike out the farm. Royals' third lowest team total at 3.84. Lefty's 269. Righty's 259. Um, I did mention, hopefully it's just a late start with the rain, or the rain just goes away altogether. But um, you got to like Kluber. If you're not using Max, I'd say you need to use Kluber. I'd say you could go crazy. I don't care. Get weird. I'm fine with that. You know I'm fine with that. But one of these two guys needs to be in your lineup, in my opinion. Um, I'll be having lineups with you can't you're not gonna be able to combine them and get much going on I'll tell you that if you do it's gonna be so so you're gonna need to like, hit the jackpot play powerball while you're at it um, but it's uh, great matchup and I'll be using these two Scherzer one Kluber two one a one b however you want to look at it the third guy up top I'm not going Rich Hill I know he's he can be good I can't pay that price for a guy that just can't consistently give you the innings. Uh, Carlos Martinez is 10-6. This is an inconsistent guy, but he's all the way down to 10-6. You're saving uh, a few grand on those guys up top. Coming off back-to-back 20-plus point performances, 27.8, a couple starts ago at Kansas City. He's facing the Pirates, who's averaging 18.2 points a game on in his one start, seven innings, two earned, five Ks. Um, he's better at home than on the road. This is this is a GPP-only play. It's risky. It's my way of saying you, if you want to divert, still pay up. Divert up the top two guys. Carmart is my guy. Um, he's facing a Pirates team, striking out a little less than 19% of the time. Carmart is sixth best on the barrel fifth the last 30 days. That caught my attention. He's getting barreled 0.76% of the time. That's outstanding. Very, very good stuff there. Striking out over 24%, walking less than 7 um, Pittsburgh's not great. They're not horrible. They're not great. 395 total. Lefties, 333. Righties, 243. A lot of righties in that lineup. There are some lefties, sure, but a lot of righties in that uh, Pittsburgh lineup. So Carmar makes for an intriguing play. I, I just he frustrates me because those games where he should dominate, he gets shelled like fifty percent of the time. It feels like, and then he goes out and just throws gems in the tough ones. He just makes for a good GPP play. Some people will point to Alex or uh, Dallas Keuchel at home against a strikeout prone A's. I get it. They do have some power. He might be throw. He might throw a good one. I can't go there yet. He's looked so bad since returning from the DL. I can't pay that price. I hope he does well. Many know I'm a gigantic Dallas Keuchel fan. I just, when you play G, uh, DFS, you put the fandom to the side. 
I'd rather pay for Carmart or pay down if I'm paying in this range. But in the top, in the 5K range, or five-digit range, I got Scherzer 1A, Kluber 1B, and then Carmart number three. Let's get down in the middle. We have to do a little more talking, but down below is where we really got to break it down. But uh, Zach Godley's 8400 bucks at the Minnesota Twins. This guy's been outstanding this year. On the road, averaging 20 points per start, 56 Ks and 56 and a third. He's got 19.4 his last start, 13.6. But then his last two road starts at the Cubs, 24.5. At the Cardinals, 30.2. At Atlanta, that's a tough place. Anyways, 14.1. At the Dodgers, 19.8. At Colorado, 26.8. He's been to some of the best ballparks or the best teams on the road and done very, very well. Facing a twin team that strikes out over 22% of the time. Godly striking out almost 26%. A swinging strike rate of 14.4. A ground ball rate around 56%, which is just awesome stuff. Twins have a total of 4.46. Lefties 3.11. Righties 2.99. Uh, Godley's in a great spot tonight. You saw Carrasco got in some trouble yesterday. He still ended up with over 27 DraftKings points. Godley's in a great spot. We know like Rosario can run into him. Kepler, Sano, Dozier, they're all options. You, um, but as a whole... They just don't put it together often enough to be that scary. And at 8400 bucks, I like him. You can match him with a Kluber or a Scherzer and still have, like I think, 33, 3400 a guy, punt a couple positions. You can still put a pretty decent lineup together. Uh, or you could get really weird and start with Godley and go down below. Lots of options, but I do love Godley in this mid-price range. Um, I looked at Jeremy Hellickson if you want to go there. He had a bad start his last time out. It was previous two or 20-plus point performances. The Angels strike out 19.5% of the time. Hellickson doesn't strike out many guys. Um, it's kind of a, a punt GPP if you want it, but I'm not really going there. I just wanted to bring up another mid-priced option if you wanted to go there, but I think it's godly or we go down below. And down below we go. First, we start with the rainy mess in Boston. We look at uh, pretty much all of these, as you would expect for punts, are GPP. Jordan Montgomery, 6900 bucks. Uh, 15 points his last start out against the Boston Red Sox. Five and a third, two hits, one earned, three walks, four Ks. He has one earned runner less than three of his last four. Um, the one where he gave up four earned, he had 3.2 points. Otherwise, 21.5, 27.2. Five or more Ks in three of his last four starts. He's looked pretty darn good. Pretty darn good after a rough patch. He started out great. He, had, he hit the skids pretty good. His last start at Boston, four earned, six hits, three earned, three walks, three Ks for 3.6. It's GPP. Boston is swinging it pretty well the last few games. Uh, they don't strike out a ton. Just it, it GPP play. Montgomery does have that upside, but that wind blowing out the left with the lefty pitcher, so the right-handed bats, be careful. Just wanted to mention him. R.A. Dickey, 6,600 at home against Cincinnati. It's always scary at SunTrust Park. Dickey's averaging 15.6 per game at SunTrust, 10.1 on the road. He has faced Cincinnati once this year, minus 1.2 points, five and a thirds, five hits, four earned, five walks, two Ks. The walks destroyed him. But 18-4, 15-1, his last three starts. We've used Dickey from time to time. He doesn't light the world on fire. He's not going to get you 25-plus point starts very often. But Cincinnati does strike out 20.6% of the time. Dickey's strikeout rate, like I said, not huge. But a ground ball rate close to 50% and a hard contact of only 26%. He's really done a great job of limiting damage. Um, they have to string the hits together against him more than just hit bombs. Um, a four five eight total, which is like a little below middle of the pack tonight. Lefty's 327, righty's 341. It's extremely risky. You saw what Cincinnati did in uh, Chicago yesterday. I like their offense. It's an inconsistent offense, but there's a lot of power in that offense. Just facing a knuckler is different. If the knuckler is knuckling the way it can, they can shut anybody down. If it's struggling and flat, well, then it's pit, it's batting practice. So that's why Dickey's always a crapshoot. It's why even when he's pitching well, he still stays in this price range. So 6600 he's worth a look. Um, going to 64 Austin Pruitt of the Tampa Bay Rays at home against the Seattle Mariners. Coming off three straight double-digit performances, 10.5, 16.7, 20.7. That was home against Cleveland, home against Boston at the Astros. 11.7, so four straight double-digit starts after starting out pretty rough prior to that. Um, I'm just looking for guys down here that are going to get me double digits. I know it doesn't sound like great analysis, but if you can pay for Scherzer or Kluber and get their 30-plus, hopefully, or at least 25, you pay all the way down here and you're getting double digits, well, 
you're still paying around 20 grand for your pitching, which is kind of the target. You still have a lot of money for bats, and that's kind of an intriguing thing. So the whole goal of this this range down here is just don't get killed, please. Don't get killed. Um, Pruitt's facing Seattle, strikes out 21% of the time. Pruitt strikes out about 19%. Ground ball rate of 47.5, all things I do like. And Seattle has a low total of 432. Uh, lefty's 278, righty's 383. Pruitt's an intriguing play. Would you if you, would you be shocked if he got shelled? No. But as a punt, he has very good upside in a nice pitching ballpark in Tampa Bay against a Seattle team where inconsistencies do lie. Now we get to some fun. This is one of the ones I like more just because it's a bigger risk, and I think with a great, great pitcher like a Scherzer or a Kluber, you can kind of take a bigger risk at your second pitcher and load up on bats. And the risk I'm looking at, we have a Coors Field game, and I'm looking at Herman Marquez at 6300 bucks at home against the Milwaukee Brewers. First off, he's been better at home than on the road, um, fantasy points-wise. 16.3 points compared to 14.8. Um, his last few games at home against the Mets, 12.1. Against Pittsburgh, 30.2. Against the Padres, 25. Against Arizona, 13.3. You take any of those. Any of those. He's facing a Milwaukee Brewers team with tons of power. They can make any ballpark look small. Coors Field, they could have a field day with. At the same time, they strike out a ton. A ton. They strike out almost 26% of the time versus righties. You got Marquez, uh, 19th best. This is even better on the barrel fifth the last 30 days. I know it's not the end-all, be-all, but it's just something else to put in your mind. He's only getting barreled 2.65% of the time. And we mentioned the strikeout rate of the Brewers. During the last 30 days, Marquez is striking out 26.5% of the batters he's facing. If Marquez can strike out 6-plus tonight, he can give up some Coors runs at 6300 bucks and be very, very nice. It's a Coors pitcher. It's scary. You saw it happen to Hoffman yesterday. You gave up, what, three or four home runs and didn't strike anybody out. If Marquez gives up three or four solo home runs but still strikes out six, you're okay. It's You've got to get the strikeouts. That's the million-dollar problem. Um, so it's risky. There's no doubt about it. They have a 5.59 total, third highest on the slate. Lefty's 317, righty's 339. Risky as hell, but I love it. I love the risk. That's how I play, and it's very intriguing at 6,300. The last guy I'll mention, and he should be chalky, and I'm going to use him a ton, it's Matt Moore at home. I know it's Matt Moore. I know he's bad. He gets you 12.9 points a game at home. He's come off 25.6 at the Nats, 11.5 at home against the Cubs, 5.9 at Oakland, 16-1 at, at the Dodgers, 15-3 at home, 17-6 at home. Most of those are pretty solid numbers. He had one single digit in those starts. He's $5,000. Five. There's going to be so many bats more than him tonight. It's stupid. Um, Philly is a mediocre offense at best. They strike out a lot. When you look at Matt Moore facing Philly, he's actually up the list today. Uh, Philly strikes out over 21% of the time versus lefties. Moore's not even on the bottom 25 barrel list lately. That's why you look at his draftings numbers. He's pitched better. He's not getting shelled as often. He'll give up his runs. Shutouts aren't in Matt Moore's card. But he's striking out close to 20% now. Ground ball rate of 38. Hard contact still high, but that's from that early season just debacle. And the best part about this, even even the uh, line makers, quote-unquote, have the Phillies at a low total of 396 right now. It's sixth lowest on the slate. Lefty's 365. Righty's 316. Sure. And we know they have some pop, but as a team, their Woba is very bad against lefties. It makes for a very, very, very intriguing play at 5,000. You can match them up up top. Your pitchers will be less than 20K combined. You'll get like 4K on average on bats. He should be chalky for people paying for Kluber or Scherzer. It's a chalk I don't mind. I don't mind. The scary part is that probably makes Scherzer or Kluber chalk, and that sucks. But then again, with so many bats involved today, Coors involved today, people might not pay for it. There's a lot of ways to look at it. But I do like more at 5K. That's just too much value. If he gets shelled, you move on. How many? Heck, Aaron Judge last night was like 50-something hundred bucks, like 56, 55. He got, what, two points? We move on. So down below, um, I'm going Marquez 1, Moore 2, Dickey 3, Pruitt 4, 
and Montgomery 5. So recapping your pitchers, Scherzer, Kluber, 1A, 1B. Then you got Seamart as a contrarian high pitch angle. In the middle, you got Godley at $8,400. Then you go down below where you just got to pick your poison and go from there and just grin and bear it. You got Marquez, Moore, Dickey, Pruitt, Montgomery. Let's dig in to the bats on your slate where we got the catcher's position. Uh, Gary Sanchez, big night last night, huh? Big, big night. I told you he's one of the nice to pay for him, and it worked out. He's 4,800 versus Pomeranz tonight. He's another really good GPP play. Just make sure the game plays. But price tag's down about 600 from last night. Pomeranz, he's hit or miss. But Gary's locked in right now. That great monster wind blowing out to left. I do like him at 48. If you pay up for catcher, that's not usually my prerogative, as you know if you've listened long enough. But GPP-wise, he makes for a nice play. Uh, Buster Posey, 4,100 is a ton. He just doesn't go deep enough. He did get 10 points last night. Just He's averaging 8 points his last 10 games. He just doesn't go deep enough. For that price tag, I get it against Eflin if you want to be contrarian, but I just can't go there. Manny Pena and Coors at 38 is not bad at all. Looking at Chirinos, this is the way to target things, folks. I said it yesterday how much I love Texas and the White Sox because of their total in Coors. I love it again today. I know Trashner somehow makes it work. I still have Chicago White Sox bats. But Texas against James Shields. Texas have these, has the second highest total on the slate at uh, 6.33. Lefty's 391, righty's 362 off Shields. Um, Chirinos at 37 is very, very intriguing. I'll probably spend money on other Texas bats, but Chirinos makes things a little different for you. As we slide down the catcher's list, you got the likes of Lucroy and Coors. Lucroy's hitting well, facing Garza. It's a good matchup there. You know, Grandal versus Zimmerman at 36. He's just, they're good catchers and good matchups. If you want to pay up, I don't mind it. But if you're going to pay up, you probably pay up for Coors or Chirinos. Um, I have to go down at the catcher's position, as many know. Um, you're looking at the likes. Oh man, even like Wellington Castillo's 34. I know it's not paying down, but against the lefty Heaney, making his return from Tommy John surgery for the Angels. We know how Beef Wellington loves himself some left-handed pitching. Um as we scroll, Caleb Joseph at 32 if he gets the start instead of Beef Wellington, both decent options. Wilson Ramos up to 3,200. Good spot versus Ramirez. Catcher's just expensive tonight, apparently. That's what we're going with. Uh, Weeders is 32. Lefties crush Perdomo, so he's an option as well. Yeah, like James McCann. I'm not going out to target Rich Hill, but McCann at 31 makes for intriguing play the way he hits his lefties. Um, but, yeah, let's get something down below we can actually get by. John Hicks is 29. I can see that being a little more in the punt department. You got, like, Kevin Smith. Okay, I use this guy. I was like, Omar Navarez. He's the left-handed catcher for the White Sox. He had 11 points last night. He was 2,800 in Texas. He's 29 tonight versus Kashner. Him and Smith are both 29. I like that as a, a value play at the catcher's position. can definitely get behind that. Like a Rene Rivera of the Mets at 2,800 versus Nicolino, the lefty. Um, good play there for Rivera. I didn't mention Travis Darnold. How much they got him priced up to now? Are they having below Rivera? Oh, that's a first. That's even more intriguing now because Arnaud's been playing third base a lot, so they've both been in the lineup. So you get Rivera at 28. When we find Travis, I will let you know. Tony Walters, if for some reason he gets to start against Garza, he's a left-handed bat. Luke has been getting most of the action. Uh, Walters, oh, he's back in AAA. No wonder he hasn't been getting in the lineup. God, I'm an idiot. Um, as you go down some more, like Jorge Alfaro or Cameron Rupp versus Moore at 2800 bucks. I can totally get behind those as punts if you're not using more. Those are the kind of values we're looking at at this position. Now, there's a few others I did see down here last night. Uh, like if, if uh, where do you go? Uh, there's Travis Day. I know he's 24 versus Nicolino. I like Rene Rivera better. He's just been a more consistent hitter, but we know what Day Arnold can do. So for 2400 bucks, the upside is tremendous in that matchup. So the Mets catchers are going to play the Mets, the White Sox. Um, who was the other one I just mentioned up there? You got the likes of, uh, what the hell was it? Oh, the Phillies catchers, they're all cheap. But there's one down here I know I do like a lot. Well, not a lot, a lot, but for a super punt. Like you got Jeff Mathis, I never mind for 2K. I can always get behind that. But uh, Mr. Stasi, where'd you go? Man, I can't find anything. Today. My eyes are going bad. 
Stassi, oh, he's priced up. My God. 2800 bucks. That's why I couldn't find him. Max Stassi of Houston. Right-handed bat. Good bat. Didn't do anything yesterday, but he's facing a uh, a lefty in Manaya. Stassi does hit his lefties well. Manaya has been bad. Three straight negative point outings. Giving up a lot of hard contact. Uh, we know he can be good. We know Houston struggled of late. But Stassi has a punt at 28. It's not bad. So there's about five or six punt lefties that you, or punt catchers you can definitely get behind there. Let's head over to first base, which is absolutely loaded. You got Cody Bellinger versus Jordan Zimmerman. That's a great play. Zimmerman, 21st worst on the barrel fifth the last 30 days. He's been there most of the year. Getting barreled oh, about 4.6% of the time. That's a great spot for Cody. You got a Dodgers 5.52 total, fourth highest on the slate. Lefty's 3.54, righty's 3.55 off Zimmerman. It is in Detroit, which does you know take a little bit away, but Dodger Stadium's no, no uh, hitters park either. And wind's blowing out the left field in that matchup. So Bellinger's not a bad play. Gallo at 52. I know it's a steep tag for Gallo, but in GPPs especially, averaging 12.6 his last 10. Got four points yesterday, but prior to that, 21, 20, 16, 0, 6, 0, 22, 21, 16. It's like you know when he has his nights, it's huge. And he's had a lot of them lately. He's facing big game, James. We've already talked about everything there. 5,200 worth the price. Encarnacion's hot at 51. I'd rather pay for Gallo, but I see the upside against a guy like Kennedy who gives up a lot of fly balls. It will be humid in Kansas City, so you got a good shot there. Um, Joey Votto versus Dickey in SunTrust at 5K. Not bad at all. Gurriel at 47. I do mind. Freddie Freeman, you're getting the discount here. Bellinger's 55. Go all the way down to 4,600 bucks. Freddie Freeman. He hit homer yesterday in Coors. He was kind of quiet overall in that series. Um, but he's at home, 4600 bucks. Loves hitting in, in SunTrust. Facing Romano. Braves up a 492 total. Pretty high for them. Lefty's 350. Righty's 409 off Romano. So you're going to discount with Freddie at 4600 First base, third base eligible. Definitely like him tonight. Uh, Carlos Santana swinging a good stick at 4300 If you don't want to pay up in the fives, you got some good options here. Freeman, Santana at 43 Definitely in play. The hand ram against the lefty at 43 is not bad. We've been getting him cheaper. Jose Abreu, been loving him. Two homers the other night. He homered again last night uh, in Texas. He 21 fantasy points. I think he's a great play tonight at 4300 uh, to save some cash compared to the upper tier in a great ballpark, great hitting environment tonight against Trashner. The White Sox team total is 517. It's like sixth on the slate. Lefties 345, righties 328 in that matchup. So Abreu very much in play. After Abreu, we're looking at guys, you know, Josh Bell, if you want to fade Seymour at 41, that could be a GPP angle, not die hard over it, but like Trey Mancini, first base outfield, 4K versus Heaney. Remember Heaney making his return from the Tommy John surgery over a year now. As you scroll some more, you get some value now, like guys like Logan Morrison at 3900 bucks. You're facing a wrestler with Ramirez. Ramirez making his return to Tampa. Raised 468 total. Righty's only 289, but lefty's 365. So you're going to get some value with the raised bats. Alomo for 39 does have some nice upside there. You know, Yonder Alonzo at 39 for Seattle. I mentioned Seattle's total of 432. Lefty's 278, righty's 283. So Pruitt's a reverse splits situation. You got a value Coors bat in Jesus Aguilar. A uh, right-handed bat versus Marquez. Usually not your biggest target in the world. But it is reverse splits with Marquez. Lefty's 317, righty's 339. It's a Coors bat, period. At 3900 bucks, so there is upside in that one there. Uh, Mike Napoli in that matchup, basically Coors-esque matchup. And like I said, Coors Light, that's Chase Field. But Coors-esque matchup, you got Napoli at 3800 bucks versus big game James. Um, you, can't kind of, you can't overlook the discount you're getting there for a big bet, even though Napoli's been so bad, so, so bad of late. Um, as you scroll down the list, Lucas Duda, 3700 bucks against uh, Rosso Ramirez. Ryan Healy, tons of power versus left-handed pitching. He's 37 versus Keuchel. You got Lind at 37 versus Perdomo. I'm not paying for that. I'd pay elsewhere. Um, other than that, you got Reese Hoskins at 3,600 with his big, big power versus uh, Matt Moore. It's not something horrible to to think about if you're not using Moore. Uh, Louis Valbuena is up at 34. I love him when he's cheaper. Other than that, Matt Carpenter, you're getting a hell of a discount tonight. An unbelievable discount. you got Trevor Williams, who's pitched okay for the um, Pittsburgh Pirates. Not going to hide that. 
Uh, Cardinals only have a 405 total. That's like seventh on the slate. Righty's 303, but lefty's 333. They've been doing pretty well versus Trevor Williams. And you got Matt Carpenter at only $3,300. That is a heck of a discount. I know he's not the Matt Carpenter not lighting the world on fire at the moment, but that's a really, really cheap tag. That's the kind of GPP play that, you know, how much upside is there. You get to save some cash and spend elsewhere. And if he can put together a double digit for you, well, you got your value and everything's good to go. If Tommy Joseph gets to start for Philadelphia at 32, that's not a bad GPP play in that matchup either. Below 3K, there's a few options, but you really don't want to go down here if you don't have to. Uh, again, Ryder Jones facing Zach Eflin's. Now, that's one I don't mind at all. He's first base, third base eligible. We know he's hitting like seventh every day in the order. He showed a little bit of promise finally in Miami. Giants team total is uh, 454. Righty's 323. Lefty's 385 off Eflin. So, Ryder Jones makes for a very good play, especially if you're paying up for pitching. There is some value relief. First base, third base position, which... You know, those are some of your bigger bats, but there's other big bats tonight if you want to save some cash. I don't mind Ryder Jones at all at $2,000. Going over to second base, Altuve at 54 versus the lefty is in play. Yes. Uh, Daniel Murphy, 52. He's not lighting the world on fire, which his price tag still says he does, but he hasn't been. Lefties do smoke Perdomo, though, so keep that in mind. Uh, Chris Taylor at 46 versus Jordan Zimmerman is not bad, if I remember correctly. Zimmerman is a reverse split guy. Well, it doesn't really matter. It's 354, 355. Everybody hits him. So Chris Taylor at 46 could be a little contrarian angle there. You got Neil Walker and Coors at 45. Jonathan Scope versus the lefty at 4,400 bucks. I do like that quite a bit. And then Paul DeYoung, we use him all the time. He continues to rake. $4,300. Just keeps getting it done. Night in and night out. It's pretty, almost as consistent as it comes. Pretty crazy. You get Johnny VR and Coors at 43. Um, Robbie Cano, 41 versus Pruitt. I do like that a bit. Uh, Brandon Phillips, 4,100. You mentioned the reverse splits with Romano. Lefties do hit him, of course, at a 350 clip, but righties at a 409. Brandon Phillips swinging it pretty well. I know it's Coors Field, but he was swinging it well coming into Coors. 4,100 bucks. It'd be a nice contrarian play. Always low owned. Kipnis went yard yesterday. Maybe he's starting to feel better after being on the DL. I don't know, but. Uh, a 24-point and a 16-point games back-to-back. He didn't do anything in the second game of the doubleheader, though. So keep that in mind. 4K. Rubio Dorb against big game James for 4,000 is definitely in play. That's a pretty much every Texas bat, or almost almost every Texas bat will be in play. So look for value. Look where you want to mix and match. Go from there. Adam Frazier is a left-handed bat for Pittsburgh against Carmart at uh, 3,700. Ozzie Albies has been swinging it better. Even not even just the Coors, he had 18 points in Coors yesterday. And he had a couple zeros in there, but he's swinging it better as a whole. He's 37. I probably wouldn't pay that much for him outside of Coors, but still good ballpark to hit in. Um, da, 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 da. Other than that, you know, if you're fading Max Solarte's 33 for the home run upside. Azurbo Cabrera switch hitting versus Nicolino at 2900. Don't mind that as a punt option. Um, Brad Miller, there's our guy, left-handed bat. He's led off the last two games. If he keeps leading off, it's, it's too much value for the power. He's not an average guy at all, but 2500 bucks against Arasimo, who lefties destroy. That's a good matchup there. Uh, and Caleb Cowart, 22 versus Hellickson. That Miller at 25 will be your second base value yet again. Going over to the third base position, you got Arenado at 55. Machado versus Heaney at 53 is outstanding. Mentioned Gallo at 52. You got Shaw and Coors at 52 is Amazing as well. Um, Beltray at 5K is solid. Very, very solid play. Uh, Freddie Freeman at 46. Love that as well. Uh, Eduardo Nunez, third base outfield at 44 versus Montgomery if the game plays. Bregman at 44 versus Benaya. Both two sneakier plays because most people won't look that direction. Healy at 37. Mentioned him as a good GPP play. Spangenberg's another guy if you're looking for a one-off for Scherzer. He's third base outfield at 37. Dietrich, the guy keeps getting it. Not done every day, but he's a sneaky play. He's a good GPP type play. Marlins have a 4.66 total. Lefty's hitting 4.38, righty's 4.42 off flex. And the Marlins are a sneaky stack today because, first off, their total is like middle of the pack, so they'll be overlooked. They're facing a garbage pitcher in Flexen. It's one of those maybe Flexen throws a, a five or six inning gem for once. It happens. But it's the kind of GPP plays that separate you because everyone's going Coors, everyone's going Texas White Sox. Everyone's flocking to the same area. The Marlins could be very, very sneaky today. 
at 3600 bucks for Dietrich. Don't mind that. Uh, Moustakis at 35 for a one-off power upside versus Kluber. I don't mind. I'm pretty sure he took Kluber deep earlier this year, actually, so I don't mind that at all. That Castellanos, 3400 if you're fading Hill, which I'm not planning to do. I'd rather gamble with Moustakis versus Kluber with the upside than Castellanos. But it is there, and you wouldn't be shocked if he ran into one. Yeah, McMahon, Ryan McMahon of the Rockies in Coors, 3200 versus Garza. That is pretty darn solid price tag for a Coors bat. Lefty's hitting 350 off Garza this year, so that's not bad at all either. Other than that, it's going down below 3K at the third base position. Usually doesn't reap a lot of benefits. You got Matt Chapman at 28. He's always worth the power option there. Guy's just crushing it. Price tag's slowly coming up. You got Mikel Franco at 2400 versus more. I'm wondering if I wonder if the pitching was supposed to be different. I can't even. I'm, as a Giants fan, I don't believe it was because these Phillies are ridiculously cheap against Matt Moore. Uh, you got Ryder Jones at 2K yet again. Short, maybe they're trying to get you to use Phillies bats and not pay 5K for the pitcher. I don't know. Shortstop Shields 5300. Uh, or Elvis Andrus versus Shields at 5300 definitely worth the look. Seager at 49. Trevor Story's up to 46 now. That's almost too far out of range for me. I know it's Coors and all, but I don't know. Cozart at 46. I love versus Dickey. Told you yesterday, he'll probably get the day off in a great matchup versus Leicester. Sure enough, he gets the day off. God, just so tilting with those guys. Marvin Gonzalez, 44. Love me. God, he's a grand cheaper than Elvis Andrews up top. Tim Beckham's 4300 bucks versus Heaney. Leading off. Continues to rake. That's a good, good play today. Really good play. Beckham at 43. DeYoung again at 43. Lindor at 42. All solid plays there. Uh, Marcus Simeon loves him some lefties took Danny Duffy deep on Wednesday for 19 points he's averaging 8.5 his last 10 he is 4k versus Keiko. that price tag alone shows you how much Keiko has struggled of late Xander Bogarts is waking up a bit he's 3800 versus Montgomery if that game plays he's worth a look um, Wilmer Defoe's 38 it's not horrible I just don't want to pay that for him Tim Anderson in Texas at 3,300. I am in love with that play. If you're paying down at shortstop, 14 more points last night in RBI triple. He's averaging an 11.7 his last 10 games. He's homer four times his last 10 games. Again, Trashner finds ways to make this work. I have no idea how. I really cannot tell you how. But it's going to come to an end from time to time, and tonight better happen. I love the White Sox. They're so much cheaper than the Rangers. A Rangers-White Sox game stack. Again, if you've listened long enough, you know I'm not the biggest game stack guy. It's a good spot, especially fading Coors-wise. He's got to be able to afford it. Tim Anderson at 33 helps you afford that. Ahmed Rosario at 3300 bucks. His right-handed bat versus Nicolino. Um, he's been inconsistent. We know the upside of the kid. Not the worst play in the world. Uh, as we scroll down some more. It's pretty bleak below 3K at shortstop a lot lately. Like Miguel Rojas, 2500 for the Marlins versus Flexen. Don't mind that at all. As a punt, Brandon Crawford, this is – I know he's having a rough year, but 2400 versus Eflin. He's averaging four points his last 10 games. He had five points last night. Give me five points for 2400 bucks. The upside is tremendous with him, especially in this matchup. I can totally get behind some B-Craw at 2400 Let's head to the outfield position and wrap it up. It's going to be high-priced, heavy as always, and obviously most will be worth it. Blackman and Coors at 58, yes. Giancarlo against Flexen at 57, I am drooling over already. I can't wait. Is it 450, going to be 460? How far is this home run going to be? If they pitch to him. I don't even know why they pitch to him anymore. Bellinger at 55, not bad at all. Trout at 54. He'll be overlooked by those three guys on top, so he could be a very sneaky GPP play. If you want to scroll down, he should have another double-digit night like he seems to do. Like 80 to 85% of the time. Ryan Braun, 54 in Coors. You got Judge at 52 versus Palm. Uh, Springer versus the lefties, outstanding play. 5,100 versus Manaya. He will get overlooked as well. Um, Houston, because of their struggles, we loved Corbin yesterday. One out away from a complete game shutout. Let him, he was at 105 pitches. Let the kid keep throwing. That pissed me off so much. But um, maybe people will be off Houston. They have struggled a bit of late. Uh, Springer at 51 is intriguing. You got Parra at 51 in Coors. He's actually earned that price tag back and clean up there. Conforto, 48, is not bad. He's hitting lefties much better. Betts at 47, I can definitely get behind against Montgomery. That's a really good play if the game plays. Big Nomar Mazzara, loved him yesterday. 4700 bucks tonight versus Shields. 
25 points last night. He went deep, five RBIs, averaging 10.7 his last 10. He is a very, very good play against big game James tonight, hitting in the middle of that order. Uh, Dexter Fowler, I told you he's been hot. I mentioned him all the time. He's a lefty bat versus Williams. He's 4,600. He had 27 points for me last night. He's been cheap. Price tag is getting up there. He gets 43 last night, 46 now. He's averaging 14 points his last 10 games. That's only with one home run. He's raking, batting 452 his last 10. Love me some Dexter at 46 versus Williams. I know Williams has been good, but that's a good price tag there because people don't play St. Louis. Another phenomenal play tonight. And these, they're high priced. They should be really good. But Ioannis Espedes crushes left-handed pitching facing Nicolino in New York. Make sure the game plays. Those chances are random that we have. Um, he's averaging 9.3 his last 10. He has four home runs his last 10 games. Really good spot for Ioannis against Nicolino there. Really good spot. Jay Bruce, 4,500 versus Kennedy. That's a solid spot as well. Uh, Adam Jones, 4,500 against the lefty Heaney. I can definitely... Definitely get behind that one. Nelly Cruz, 45 versus Pruitt's not bad either. Uh, Thames is in Coors, 45. Duvall, 45, always a home run candidate, so he's always a good GPP play. Had a good night, a good day yesterday. Who for the Reds that started didn't? I uh, mentioned Eduardo Nunez at 44. Aaron Hicks, 44. Marcelo Zuna, another guy that destroys left hand. Or, well, he destroys lefties, but righties pitching and flexing. 4,400 bucks, though, is a good play. Another Marlin that might get overlooked. Billy Hamilton's a good play at 44 against Dickey because if he gets on base, Dickey can't hold guys on. He can't. Hamilton can run for days, so that's a solid play there. K with the Chris Davis at 43 and Sensu Chu, both good matchups at 4,300. There is a lot of options here in the outfield. just depends on what teams you want to build around or just go for the home run upside one-offs. That might be the way to go tonight. Not joking with you because there's a lot of power potential on some of these bats tonight, a lot. Because as you notice when we talked about pitching, you have like, Five guys above 5K, a couple middle guys, and then it's like 6,900 and below for like half the line. It's crazy. Uh, Justin Upton has been hot. He's down to 41. I know he's getting the discount because he's facing Rich Hill, but another GPP one-off type there as an option. You got Cargo and Coors at 41. Trey Mancini against the lefty at 4K. Chris Young of the Red Sox versus a lefty at 4K. He's not been as dominant this year. Still an intriguing play. Corey Dickerson against uh, Ramirez. Again, Erasmo gets crushed by lefties. Cedic is 4K. I like that quite a bit. Avisel Garcia got late scratched yesterday. He's day-to-day at 4,000. Keon Broxson, 4K in Coors. He's swinging a pretty hot stick, actually. That's a sneaky Coors play. People overlook Keon every single day. Ender Inciarte double-donged in Coors yesterday, facing Romano at 4K today. That's a very good play as well, leading off in what should be a bloodbath in Atlanta. Should be, we say is the key word. Should be. Um, AJ Pollock, no, nah, not tonight. Eddie Rosario, if you are fading godly, Rosario and Kepler, 3900 bucks each. Those are two of the bats to definitely target because you want the power upside from the left side. Um, definitely something to think about. Minnesota's down here. Lefty's 311, righty's 299. As we go farther down the list, I love me some Christian Yellick at 39. He's always so cheap in that outfield for the Marlins. Good tag against Flex. And he's batting third. He bats between Stanton and Ozuna. It's it's crazy. A guy batting third between those two bats is always so cheap. Marquecas at 39 is not horrible. Scooter Jeanette at 39 is not horrible. Denard Span at 39. They're just, not, they're just really, really risky. There's other guys I've already mentioned that have a little more consistency with the power. These guys are super GPP riskers. Like, how risky do you want to be? That's the risk, risk, risk department. Good upside, but really, really risky. Um, as we scroll some more, like starting Marte at 37, just as a discount, that's not bad. I mentioned Adam Fraser at 37. You got Rajay Davis, who hits lefties extremely well. Keiko's not your average lefty, but of late, he's looked like an average lefty. So it depends which one shows up, but he's 37. You got Hernan Perez and Coors at 37. That's a discount for you. Uh, Yasiel Puig, 3,600. He's just batting so low in the order, it's frustrating. Okay, here we go. Let off last night. He's let off a lot lately. He's averaging 8.3 his last 10. I used him last night. He got me 12 points. He let off the night before with the home run against you, Darvish. He's playing really, really well, and no one plays him. Lurie Garcia. The second they traded Melky Cabrera, he slid right into that leadoff spot. He's been batting uh, 3,600 bucks against Kashner. Definitely like that play there. Um, Alan Hansen got 12 points last night for the White Sox. He's second base outfield eligible at 36. I rarely ever use him, but 
in a matchup like this, that's the kind of very low-owned GPP play. You could look at an angle, second base, and outfield. So keep in mind, you don't have to use him in the outfield. You don't have to use him at all. But he's definitely on the radar. Jarrett Parker's up to 36. Not horrible. Mikey Matok, 35 versus lefty. I can see that as a nice GPP play. Cole Calhoun is only 3,500. I love that. I love my Calhoun in good matchups. Went deep for us against Tanner Rourke the other day. Um... The Angels, I mentioned, 482 total against Hellickson. Righty's 305, but lefty's 325. Good ballpark to hit in. Uh, just as long as it's a late start, the game should get in after that. So Calhoun at 35 is a very good GPP play. Um, outfield's loaded, as you'd expect, on a night like tonight. Uh, as we scroll, you know, Jesse Winker at 34. I'd rather pay up for Calhoun or probably find someone below just because the inconsistencies. Philip Irvin, we raked with him against the lefty. We'll use him against lefties, not tonight. Uh, Bradley Zimmer struggling mightily, but he's 3,200 if you want to punt against Ian Kennedy. Adam Engel, if he's in the lineup, he's only 3,200 versus the Trashner. Didn't do anything last night. He's one of the only guys that didn't do anything. So he's been very, very down of late. But 3,200, keep your eyes on that. Other than that, we're getting below 3K. Malik Smith, 3K, left-handed bat versus Rosmo. He had a good game yesterday. Um, got you 10 points against Toronto, but overall 3.6 is last 10, not doing anything at the plate. Uh, there's, there's, there's punts and then there's like, punts. So make sure you, you take the right gambles. Mark Kana, if he makes the lineup, if he's still there, he hasn't played lately. He did get tripped. That's why he hasn't played. See, I stopped myself before I totally went there. He's one. I don't know why they keep sending up and down with his power potential. Let the kid figure it out or just trade him. That one. I never, never understood. And here's the price tag. It's too, too cheap. Batted cleanup again yesterday. Left-handed bat will be facing Andrew Kashner in the band box. He went 0 for 4 yesterday. It happens. He's still averaging 8.6 his last 10. In a short season, only 14 games, he's averaging 9.4. One of their, well, they have a ton of top prospects. But he's one of their top higher-end prospects. $2,700, Nicky Delmonico of the White Sox. There is a punt play. Instead of Malik Smith for 3K, take Delmonico for 2700 that is your punt play. My God. Uh, that is cheap. Other than that, we will check lineups. You might get a Daniel Robinson, or not Daniel, you might get a Robinson siding for uh, for the Rangers or something like that. You know, we'll have to check lineups and see where it takes us. But there are tons of options, as you can tell. I probably didn't help you narrow crap down, but at least I hopefully pointed you in the right direction to get you on your way building your lineups. But recapping the pitching up top, Scherzer, Kluber, 1A, 1B. You got Carmart. You got Godley in the middle by himself. And then down below, Marquez, Moore, Montgomery, Pruitt, Dickey, the whole, or it goes Dickey, Pruitt, Montgomery, actually. So tons and tons of pitching options. Just which gamble below do you want to match with the big dogs up top? Let's check out your GPP. We'll skip the Chicago game. Jonathan Scope, small sample, but two for three with a homer off Andrew Heaney. Remember, Heaney's been out for over a year because of Tommy John. Mike Trout, three freight with a double and a homer off of Hellickson, like you really needed BVP for Mike Trout. Starling Marte, I told you, he's 3700 bucks and cheap. 11 for 22 lifetime with two doubles and two stolen bases off of Carlos Martinez. Cutchin has taken him deep, but only batting 182. As we go down, Hanram's taking Jordan Montgomery deep in a short mall sample. Gary Sanchez, 6 for 13 with a double and three home runs off Drew Pomeranz. That $4,800 price tag, folks, looks good. Didi Gregorius, 8 for 17 with a homer. Remember, Didi crushes lefties. Brent, Brett Garner, surprisingly, 6 for 11 with a homer. So some Yankees bats to keep in mind if the game plays. If, if not for tomorrow. Miggy Cabrera, 4 for 9 with a double and a homer off Rich Hill, but Miggy's just not right. Justin Turner, 4 for 7 with a double and a homer off of Zimmerman. Zimmerman's a the Dodgers could be a good target, just bad hitting ballpark compared to other options. Wilmer Flores, four for five, two homers off Nicolino. How did I not mention that? I passed over him. He's a lefty masher. He wasn't in the lineup the other day. Let's make sure he's he's healthy and playing, but he's a lefty masher. Wilmer Flores should be on your radar at first base and third base. Um, Jose Peraza and Joey Votto have both taken Dickey deep. Now we got some samples versus big game James. Elvis Andrews batting 406, 13 for 32 with two doubles and two triples. Mike Napoli batting 276, 8 for 29 with two doubles and two homers. Carlos Gomez, 4 for 9. Since you choose, 6 for 18 with a double. Adrian Beltre, 12 for 47 with four doubles and a home run. 
Um, Ionetta and JD Martinez have taken Santana deep, but JD's batting a buck twenty-five against him. George Springer four for sixteen, not great against Manaya. Jed Lowry eleven for thirty-five with three doubles off Keuchel. Simeon six for nineteen. Mustakas, I told you, man, BVP's even better against Kluber. Seventeen for thirty-seven. That's a four fifty-nine average, six doubles and a homer. Melky Cabrera, seventeen for thirty-six, four seventy-two average, five doubles and a triple. Uh, Hosmer's batting 280, 14 for 50 with six doubles and three home runs. So a little contrarian action. That's your three, four, five hitters with Hosmer, Cabrera, Mustakis. If you want to do a little contrarian stuff first, Kluber, I like Mustakis just for the one-off ability. But if you want to get real weird, you can. Jose Ramirez, five for 16, three doubles and a homer versus Kennedy. Kipnis has taken him deep as well. So has Santana, Bruce, and Gomes. Nolan Arenado, three for six with a double and a homer off Garza. Gerardo Parra, 7 for 18 with two doubles and three triples. Carlos Gomez has taken him deep three times. Or not Carlos. Carlos Gonzalez, sorry, three times. Will Myers, 4 for 13 with a double and two home runs off Mad Max. If you want to be contrarian, that's your guy. Even though I like those lefties I mentioned, Spangenberg, Solarte. Um, Adam Lind, Michael Taylor have homers off Perdomo, but not big samples at all there. Uh, Cesar Hernandez, three for seven, two doubles and a whole, uh, triple off of more, but not too much to go off there. So there is your BVP. There is your MLB DFS quick hits. Get your Coors stacks on, but more importantly, look at the Rangers and the White Sox. White Sox will be more contrarian of the two. Just hope the bad cashner shows up. Love me, the righty Orioles versus Andrew Heaney. Um, Dodgers are in play. They've just been not as consistent lately, but again, Zimmerman's a good matchup. Houston versus Manaya, the righty's at 332. Braves, 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 Braves versus Salamano. Braves is a sneaky one. The Mets could be against Nicolino. Lefty's 347, righty's 355. But Braves, Mets, and your uh, Miami Marlins versus Flexen. Very, very sneaky stacks. Don't forget the Rays, lefties versus Rosmo, Ramirez, and so on and so forth. Tons to like there. But that'll do it on your MLB DFS quick hits. Don't forget to check out thesportsdgens.com at thesportsdgens. And we have the EPL Week 2 bets by Squanto. Get ready for his DFS as well. Josh G emailed me late last night the Bristol race preview for NASCAR this week. I'll have that up this morning. We have uh, <clears throat> Bench with Bubba episode 48 will be out shortly with Mac Modica. It was awesome. Great stuff. We talked fantasy baseball, we talked fantasy football, and we talked Game of Thrones. It was a ton of fun. Great, great guy. Make sure to check that out. Based with or Around the base with Bubba and Mo has dropped as well. Episode 25. Talking, you know, Stanton Streak, AL MVP race. Tons of stuff there, plus a good, good interview with STL Cup of Joe. Again, thanks to him for joining us on that. So that was a lot of fun. Tons and tons going on. Probably can't even mention it all. But check me out on Twitter, at BDNTrick. I will help you out with whatever I can, lineup-wise. And fantasy-wise in general, you guys hit me up with football and baseball questions. I help you wherever I can. But more importantly, good luck on your Friday night of action. Get ready and enjoy your weekend. We have a 14-game slate tonight. Get at it. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, August 18th edition. I'm out.